entertain! Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, man. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a that is good, but it's long. This hood, oh, this pop, this hot, oh, this strong. With so many different flows, this one for this song. The next one I switch up, this one will get bit up. He's and welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast coming to y'all wherever you may be. However you may be listening, we definitely appreciate y'all for checking us out once again on this great edition that we got for you on today. A lot of stuff we got to get to on today, man. NBA playoff action is at full force. We're going to talk all things NBA here in this edition, so y'all stay tuned. Of course, I am Josh Midget along with the Deliberation Sports crew, Evan DeVoe and Justice Bolden here with you. We're just going to get right on into it, man. But first, Justice, you know how we do. Let the people know how they can follow all things Deliberation. Follow us on Twitter, Deliberation SP1, Instagram, Facebook, Deliberation Sports Podcast. We also have the Facebook group, Deliberation Sports Community. And make sure you subscribe. Do so via Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, Apple Spotify, uh, Podbean. There's so many ways you can find us. Just look for Deliberation Sports Podcast. Anywhere podcasts are hosted, you'll be likely to find Deliberation Sports. That's it. That's it, man. Y'all check us out. And we are there. So, just going to dive right on into it, man. First and foremost, NBA, uh, the conference semifinals are over. Um, As of probably a little less than an hour ago. Uh, the last one just ended. But first, we're going to go back a little bit. We're going to start with Milwaukee and Boston. Uh, Milwaukee, of course, won this series four games to one after the Celtics looked pretty good. And I think they had some people fooled, including myself. I'll go ahead and say that right now. In the end of the series uh, with the way they won, but everything came to a screeching halt after game one of this series against the Bucks where the Greek freaking company just put the smack down on the Celtics. Kyrie Irving, people wondering, could this be his final game in Boston in this series? So a lot of things to talk about here. Um, so whoever wants to hit it first, um, whoever wants to get it. Well, Boston, Milwaukee. Coming into the series, there were questions about whether Milwaukee could, could do it with the Greek freak. And I think those questions got answered. Uh, he absolutely dominated the, the late latter part of the series, uh, games four, four, five. And they, they really just outclassed Boston. And, and I think when you look at Boston, uh, they got to look in the mirror because last season without Kyrie Irving, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You come back, you reload, you add him, you also add Gordon Hayward. And it was just obvious from the outset that this, this wasn't the same team. Jason Tatum took a backseat. Jalen Brown took a backseat. It was Kyrie's team, and they imploded. So um, to go out and, and I believe they went out in five games to Milwaukee uh, just says a lot about that team. And that franchise was thought to be on 
trajectory to win a title. But obviously, it's not so sure about it now. Losing in the first round, I think Kyrie's out of there. Uh, but Milwaukee in the Greek Freak, uh, Brooke Lopez, who's shooting well at the center position, that got married to Tuka, stressed the floor. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon came back towards the end of that series. Eric Bledsoe, he did his thing. And uh, Chris Middleton, the other all-star on that team. So when you look at Milwaukee, they've got two all-stars in the East, uh, the Greek Freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and uh, Chris Middleton. And, and even George Hill came off the bench and had, had a big series. So I, I think they've got a chance to uh, give Toronto a good run, and we'll get to Toronto a little bit later. But I, I like what Milwaukee did, and, and they showed on both ends that they could really, really play at a high level. Their guard size, I think, is going to be a problem for any NBA team, and then keeping Greek Freak out of the paint is almost impossible. Yeah, no question, no question, man. And a bit of uh, interesting history. This is the Milwaukee Bucks' first trip to the Eastern Conference Finals since 2001. So that is uh, some major stuff there for Milwaukee. And uh, having a superstar like the Greek Freak, who a lot of people believe is probably the best player in the NBA right now, it's uh, looking great for the Bucks up in Milwaukee, man. But, Evan, uh, how do you feel about this series played out? We'll be right back. Stay tuned for a short commercial break before the next segment of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. That damn Kyrie, man. Something, something's really wrong with dude. Seriously. Some, something really wrong with that man. So you mean in the head or just? Yeah, like psychologically. Some, and I'm not even joking. Something is really wrong with dude. When a when a reporter asks you about a bad shoe night, and in your head you should already know that, hey, this team went to a conference finals without me, and and we're about to get eliminated because they were on the brink of getting eliminated the next game. For you to say I should have shot more. That's a real problem. Brad Stevens probably should have bitched him. Seriously. Oh, man. That, that right there, they lost that game when he made that comment to me. That they were already eliminated. Because when they're in let me know that he wasn't caring about the team, he was just worried about self. Uh, you don't, if you don't remember Jason Tatum uh, and Jalen Brown, they, they carried that team uh, last year. Uh, and, and they took Cleveland to the max. And that's with LeBron James, uh, one of the greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. So to sit here and say, uh, with your 30% shoe mask, that you should have shot more balls, that, that right there is pathetic. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. And I'm starting to think, only LeBron can play with him. I, I'm, I'm serious. And I don't know how much that says about LeBron. They all might be messed up in the head. Seriously. So, but to, to Milwaukee, to some guys who play the game right. Yeah. Giannis, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. He is the best player in the NBA right now. You could take that from a huge LeBron supporter. But like I always tell people, at one point, Jordan had to pass the torch. one point, Kobe had to pass the torch. And right now, LeBron has to pass the torch. That guy is unstoppable. And you telling me, and I know we're going to get to this in a minute, that we going to see Kawhi and Giannis in a seven-game series? Woo! 
Man, come on, bro. That's must-see TV. Then we're going to get to see Bam and Steph go at it for seven games shooting. Man, look, this is what the NBA playoffs is about. The first round, I don't know what that was. But this this is what the NBA playoffs is about, man. Uh, but shout-out to the Milwaukee Bucks. You're talking about a franchise that was just – some people probably forgot there was even an NBA franchise at some point, man, because oh, yeah. they, they were just irrelevant. And, and that just shows you when you get the right pieces and the right player. Hint, hint, Grizz's organization who keep blowing draft picks outside of Jaren. It shows when you get the right player, they could just rejuvenate the entire franchise, man. And Giannis has done exactly that, man. Congratulations to that franchise, man. Absolutely. And it's good to see. You know, I mean, I don't think most people knew anything about the Bucks, like you said, since, um, what, Sam Cassell, Big Dog. Robinson and Ray Allen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> time I, anybody even cared about the Bucks, but now, you know, Greek Freak bringing the back, uh, the Bucks are relevant. So we'll see what happens, man, what what will happen in this next series. It's going to be crazy interesting uh, looking at who we got next, and that is the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the six is headed to the conference finals to take on the Bucks, and – you know, kind of throwing his hat, I guess you could say, in the best player in the NBA debate has been Kawhi Leonard. Look at these numbers. Just unbelievable. You know, 40, 30. I mean, it's just, just crazy stuff he's putting up in this series. Uh, literally taking the Toronto team on his back and carrying them to the promised land, so to speak. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But they took out the 76ers, another team we talked about a lot in this podcast, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons and company in outstanding fashion, crazy buzzer beater to end the game for Kawhi. Joel Embiid walks off the court crying, and uh, the future of the 76 is going to be interesting. But as far as this series, Justice, how did you feel about how it all went down? But this series was, was back and forth. There were times where you thought Toronto was going to bury the Sixers, and the Sixers come back behind Jimmy Butler. Uh, Joel Embiid, you know, he had a game where, you know, he really killed Marcus Allen, and he followed it up with two of the, the worst games I've ever seen for a guy that's supposed to be in the conversation for best big man in the league. Uh, Philly's got star power. Uh, their starting lineup is, is pretty strong. Uh, there's some deficiencies, I think, when you look at Ben Simmons and the fact that he won't take outside shots. But uh, their bench didn't give them anything tonight. You only get eight points off the bench. Toronto gets uh, combined 21 uh, 17 of those uh, coming from Serge Ibaka, and I think that was the biggest difference in the game uh, when you really look at it. Uh, Toronto had two starters, Mark Gasol and Danny Green, who only combined for nine points. But uh, I think their bench kind of swung it with Ibaka being a de facto starter. He was, you know, he started, you know, games this season, uh, especially before the trade. So he's more than capable of going out doing what he did. But Kawhi Leonard, 41 points. He hit that big shot at the end, and uh, it almost felt like Toronto and, and Kawhi were, were made for each other, or at least he's in the right time at the right place, and they really needed him to get over the hump. And he's got them to the Eastern Conference Finals. LeBron's out of the way. There's now a chance that uh, Toronto could advance to the NBA Finals for the first time in franchise history. Crazy, crazy thought, man, just to think about it. And who would have thought, after we saw what Dame Dollar did in that game winner he hit, 
uh, against OKC to basically end that series, or literally end that series. You thought nothing could top that, and here comes Kawhi with the with the crazy hometown bounce <laughs> to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, man. But uh, Evan, man, how did you feel about how all this played out? Kevin, did we lose you? Sorry about that, man. Everybody knows that I, I picked Philly to get out of the East. Uh, but I did say uh, if they didn't get, get out of the East, it would be because of coaching. Uh, to me, that's what it came down to. You can't, you can't be an NBA coach with two perennial all-stars and you have three consecutive possessions even one out of a timeout where the shot clock gets under five and two times you turn the ball over and the other one you get a hard ball or because your players don't know what you want them to set up. Barry Brown got to go. Uh, I'm sorry. He, he has to go. And I saw somebody saying uh, people would be crazy uh, if if they got rid of Brett Brown. Your ass would be crazy if you kept him. You you would. Uh, that is what I was afraid of, stuff like that. That's what happened last year in the playoffs, and, and it happened again this year. Uh, some guys can only take teams so far. I feel like he did a phenomenal job doing what he did, but uh, this 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 is out of his league right now. Uh, he needs to go rejuvenate another franchise. Uh, hell, hire him with the Grizzlies because uh, he, he's not a fit to get Philly to the next level. But I don't want to crap on what Toronto did. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, make no mistake about it. He's one of the top players in the NBA. As we speak right now, he's one of the top players in the NBA. He's tied for second to me behind LeBron James. Well, I'm with LeBron James behind Giannis, to me. And I might be still corrected if Toronto beats Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. To mm-hmm. me, coming up, we're going to see who are the two best players in the NBA in the Eastern Conference Finals, to me. Because I don't think Kevin Durant is better than either one. I don't think Steph is better than neither one. And God forbid anybody ever put James Harden name in the middle of one of those conversations. <laughs> I think that Toronto played really well. I think Serge Ibaka played really well. Marcus Allen had a really tough series, but he made a couple layups and he he tapped a couple balls out and, and got some rebounds when needed to in there. It was a total team effort. If one of those guys on Toronto don't step up, hey, they might lose that game. They might lose their game. Uh, it was a total team effort. I do want to put out this, though. If I'm Philly, I keep that team intact. I got to get rid of Ben Simmons, and I got to give him a point guard if he wants to shoot the ball. Mm. He cannot help you. He can't. He cannot help you. Uh, I think if Mike Conley, for instance, was on that team, it would have been a whole different ball game. Oh, man. Yeah. He can knock down the open shot. But uh, I'm definitely, like I said, if we're looking forward to uh, Toronto and Milwaukee, uh, congratulations to Toronto, man. I didn't think they could get it done. And the rest of the NBA better be worried, man. It's going to be hard to get Kawhi out of Toronto. Those, those guys play get, play real well together. That's very true. And I think that's a good point you bring up because I couldn't help but think about it. After seeing that buzzer be the first of all, you know, and how crazy it was. But then you see, man, how – that country, not just the city, but you got a whole country around Toronto, uh, the only team up there, and how they'll just come and embrace 
Kawhi Leonard, and not only does he just go up there and win, but he takes them closer than they've ever been um, in his first year there. I mean, it's going to be hard to for somebody else to pitch that you can do better than what he's got right now uh, with the Toronto Raptors. So we'll see how that future holds. But I do agree it's going to be great to see Toronto uh, with the Greek and uh, going up against the Greek freak in Milwaukee. So we'll see what happens. And shout-out to Mark Gasol going to the Eastern Conference Finals as well. You know, so that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see as well. Now, moving over to the Western Conference, and just to get this, get this, um, go ahead and get this out of the way from today, and that was the Denver Nuggets taking on the Portland Trailblazers, another series that went seven games, and that finished on Sunday afternoon in another classic game. It's about every game in this series is pretty amazing, and this one was no different. But Denver could not pull it out, and uh, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, especially in this past game, uh, pull it out. And now we have the Golden State Warriors and the Portland Trailblazers in the West Finals. Justice, how do you feel about Portland knocking off your Denver Nuggets? Well, of course, you know, (laughs) it was was one of those things, man. I mean, when you look at uh, Denver, they needed Millsap and Murray to step up in, in game seven, and that just didn't happen. They combined for 27 points, but uh, Millsap was 3-13. of 13, Murray was 4-18. of 18. Uh, The only thing that even kept them close was the fact that Murray shot 9-9 from the free throw line towards the end. Uh, but outside of that, Denver misses 11 free throws. Uh, you know, Portland was 20-24. Denver got there more than Portland, 39 times, but you only make 28. And you can't help but think you lose a four-point game uh, and you leave 11 free throws on the table. That uh, that was part of it. But C.J. McCollum, uh, you know, I, we were going back and forth during the game. And I, and late I said, hey, if he gets the ball inside the three-point line, you can forget about it. I don't think there's a player in the NBA that can stop him from making shots late when it's clutch. He's yep. as clutch as Dane Lillard. Maybe not mm-hmm. from, from shooting behind the arc. But inside of inside the three point line, he can make shots all over the floor. I mean, he had a late block on uh, Murray. Murray yep. got a layup. He's going up for a left hand shot, and he comes out of there and goes goes and gets it. You know, slide, slicing through the lane, dunking the ball, floating, three scoops. He, he the guy is just ridiculous. Yeah. So that backcourt, Damian Lillard and McCollum, are going to give the Warriors hell. And, and there's another guy on that team I really like, Zach Collins, uh, out of Gonzaga. I, I believe he's mm-hmm. in the second year. Yep. He had four blocks in this game, and I feel like he had five blocks in game six. He's a guy for Portland that's really starting to step up, seven points, uh, five boards, but four block shots. And uh, Portland, you know, they're going to advance. You got Enos Cannon, who had 12, 12 points, 13 boards. Uh, they, they they put a dagger in my nuggets, but I just think the, the nuggets who I predicted to get to the to – the, Western Conference Finals, they fell one game short, uh, one quarter. I think that they needed to play well and outplay uh, Portland. They just couldn't do it. They didn't get enough good quality shots. Nikola Jokic goes down 29 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, they're going to need Murray or or they're going to have to make a move to get another guard other than Murray 
that can step up and really give them that big production. I don't think they got enough from uh, the other guys. But you look at Gary Harris, he was 15.6 boards, 3 assists, 7 11, but he didn't make them when he counted. And, and Denver was 33 or 89 from the field. Um, you just got to want it. And uh, Portland wanted it more. CJ McCollum, man of the hour. Yeah, no question. And just, just kind of thinking about it, the only guy I really saw step up was Jokic. I mean, he was trying his best. Uh, he was, you know, I don't really think Portland had anybody that could really guard him. Even though Cantor did a good job trying, but Jokic still could just move bodies around and grabbing rebounds, making plays for other people, you know, but it just wasn't enough. Gary Harris disappeared. Craig took a ridiculous three. Um, after that McCollum block, I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, that went sailed over everything. Um, Will Barton non-existent, uh, but I agree they're definitely going to need another guard. But yeah, Portland Conference Finals, uh, Evan man. But how do you feel about how this series went down? Um, I feel like you may have, and I told you so coming with this thing. I don't know, but what, what, what do you think? No, nah, man, I actually don't because Denver played okay. well this whole series. Cool. Um, I just felt like they were a piece away. Mm-hmm. They need a, you know who they could use? They could use a, a old Mike Miller, six-man of the year, Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford type cat off the bench. Well, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. This is a crazy thought, right? How about former Denver Nugget Carmelo Anthony? No. No. No, that's my boy. No. I know it's your boy. <laughs> no. No, but we're going to keep it 100 on the Deliberation Sports podcast. Yeah, that, that ain't gonna work. They, it, it's kind of hard to put your finger. They need. It's so hard to put your finger on the man. They just need another guy who can go get a bucket. Yeah, I agree. To me, um, I just didn't think all the pieces were there. Mm-hmm. I really did, and that wasn't nothing. You know, disrespectful to Denver. I think that's a really good franchise. I think uh, Coach Malone has done a heck of a job since he's had yeah. that job. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, and once again, I, I say this, if you X out race, if you X out race, which, you know, we, we've got to put this in, he's doing a better job than Brian Shaw did. He's just, oh, yeah, no question. It is what it is. <laughs> no question. Yeah. I, just, I think that, that group is, this summer can be so important uh, for Denver because I think that they have, if they keep these pieces in place, and you add another one. I think next year you're talking about this team then in the Western Conference Finals. I think they're that elite. I think Jokic, he is a elite player. Yes. Uh, he has superstar potential. But here's the thing. That body is going to wear the knees down. Yep. He has uh, he has a two- or three-year window to play at this level. After that, he's going to be done. Mark my words. He's going to be done. As far as Portland, you can't be more happier for Portland. Uh, this team has struggled so much even trying to get out the first round. Uh, if you go back to when Nate McMillan had them, when they had Brandon Roy, uh, when they dropped LaMarcus Aldridge, they couldn't get out the first round. Nate McMillan was coaching his butt off. They always had injuries. Uh, then Dame Litter and CJ McCollum came around. The Grizzlies was always smacking them in the playoffs. I love when we played Portland in the playoffs because I knew we were going to win. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and they just kept battling and kept battling. And when you saw that emotion out of Dane for finally getting to the Western Conference Finals, I yep. mean, that, that's that's what it's about. That's it about the line. That's why I, I, I respect guys like Dane and CJ and don't respect guys like KD. 
mm-hmm. they not they not bowing out. They gonna keep fighting the fight. And if we go out together then losing, then we go out together losing. But if we it, it's it, it's that much better when you figure it out together. So you know, Portland definitely definitely deserves it. Uh, Golden State not gonna have a walkover either. They really not. KD is the thing. It was the player that put them out of being untouchable. Uh, Portland gonna be in the Golden State gonna be in the dogfight with Portland. Man, I'm not picking Portland to win, but I will tell all betters this: you better take the over on 200 every time when it comes to points because there's gonna be a lot of points going in the games, man. Oh yeah, no question, no question about it. And I, I can't wait to see this series because, like you said. I know we'll talk about it in a minute, but the contrast of just not necessarily styles, but attitudes, personalities. You got the flash, you know, and, and arrogance of Golden State against guys like, like Damian Lillard and McCollum that fought and scratched and and bled and everything else to get finally get to this point. And that they're not scared of anybody. That's what I love about it. Some teams are scared of Golden State. I don't really think Portland is scared at all. I think they're going to go head up with them. Uh, and I think that's half the battle mentally right there. So we'll see what happens with that. But it was definitely good to see Dane finally get out of that, uh, pass that hump and get to the West Finals, like you said, in the motion caught him at the end there. And uh, we will see what happens next. But the final series of the West semifinals here, Golden State, Houston. All I got is one question. How disappointing were the Houston Rockets to you, to you guys? And also how y'all felt about this series. But I can't, the only word I can think about for Houston is disappointment. That's just all. I'm exhausted even thinking about it. Uh, Justice, what, what do you think? I think it all, it all started in the summertime. Houston didn't make enough adjustments in their roster to really get over the hook. You had three guys that were able to make impacts against uh, Golden State last year. I, I don't know if you really count Capella because there's times where you can just take him out uh, when they go small. And those three guys are James Harden, Chris Paul, and Eric Gordon. Outside of that, when you talk about consistent scoring, you're not getting it from P.J. Tucker and I don't think you're getting it from anybody else on the team. So you had a stopgap additions with Austin Rivers and Amon Shumpert. Gerald Green still being on the roster uh, doesn't help you any. I just think that when it mattered most, they had nobody else that could help them in any way. You know, you got Kenneth Reed on the roster, but if you're not going to play him, and and that's what I'm saying. When you look at what the Clippers did, you saw Montrez Harrell, an energy guy who – played around the rim, attacked the basket, ran a pick and roll with uh, Lou Williams. He was ultra effective. There was no guy over 6'7 for Houston that was effective in any way in this series. So Golden State being somewhat vulnerable at the 4 and 5 defensively, Houston didn't attack that at all. Clint Capella was basically a no-show. So I think Houston lost this series coming into this, not having enough firepower to take out the Warriors, let alone with KD on the floor, but even taking him off, uh, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, they just proved their greatness again. Um, we, we say this and that about those guys, but at the end of the day, those guys were champs before Kevin Durant got there. Uh, they're shooting legends. 
they, they, you know, they're known as the Splash Brothers for a reason. They're the best shooting backcourt we've probably ever seen in the NBA, and that just wasn't enough. And then the strategy of leaving Andre Iguodala, a former NBA Finals MVP, open is not a smart one because once he gets a little confidence under him, he starts making shots. And, yep. you know, they decided they were going to leave Draymond open. He made shots. So he, he, Draymond Green absolutely killed him. And I think uh, when you when you don't have somebody like Montrezl Harrell that's going back at him, uh, you're going to struggle. So uh, whether it's, you know, talking about them or the Denver Nuggets, you got to have a guy that can go get it when, when it matters most, whether that be a Lou Williams type guy, a Harrell. You got to have somebody who's tough. And Houston doesn't have uh, any tough guys that can go get them buckets. Uh, and the only tough guy they probably have on the team is uh, P.J. Tucker. It's just not enough. They didn't do enough to me in the offseason to get it done and go to state and move forward. It's a shame. I, you know, I don't know if I'm frustrated with Houston because I just can't stand Golden State or just the way they play. I don't know, man. But Houston just, like I said, huge disappointment. I think Justice laid out a lot of great points. And I'm like this. As far as the Golden State goes before we get to Evan here, because I know he'll piggyback off this. I couldn't help but think, with KD out, I know initially, you know, and I posted on social media, okay, here's the Rockets' chance. But then I got to thinking, could Clay and Steph get together and like, hey, look, everybody's saying that KD is carrying us. How about the fact that we won championships without him, and we're going to go out here and show why we can still do this? And they went out there and literally did it um, themselves. Curry with 33 in the second half of that critical game six. Klay Thompson looking big time. Uh, without KD, I don't know. But uh, Evan, man, what say you? I think the series, man, is good. First of all, let me let me just put this out here right now. Okay. If the Warriors win an NBA title without KD again, then KD really should leave. Period. No doubt. I honestly feel that way. And then it just make his legs look even more weak. First of all, like I, I just don't like them. Period. Even if you hurt, I don't like the Warriors. I just want to give my weekly reminder that I can't stand Warriors. Period. <laughs> and they won't be NBA champions this year. But I am going to say this. My thing on how to stop the Warriors is always how it's been. You got to get physical. But Portland ain't the team who's going to get physical with them. They're not. Portland, the reason why I don't think Portland will beat them, they're going to play into Golden State game. They're going to try to outshoot them. That's not how you beat Golden State. They're going to try to outshoot them. Now, I think Portland would give them a dog fight, but I got to go to State in six. I got to go to State in six, and I got to go to State. Uh, I think they'll go down to either Milwaukee or Toronto in the NBA Finals. I really do. But if you're looking for an upset in the Western Conference Finals, you can't out go to State, go to State. It's not going to happen. And yeah. that's what Portland's going to try to do. Neither one of them have a, a – they really mirror images of each other, if you think about it. They got two great shooters. Each team, they don't have a really quality big. Portland don't have a quality big. Uh, mm-hmm. Golden State had one, but he's down, so they don't have a quality big. Uh, neither bench is very deep. Uh, you got Rodney Hood that can come off the Portland bench, but they don't have a really deep bench. So 
it's going to really come down to which superstars are better. Is it Dane or CJ? I don't think so. I think it's Steph or Clay. I really do. So I, I got Golden State winning this six, man, and I got them losing to the winner of Toronto and Milwaukee in the finals. Yeah, you know, I can't help but think that. I think the, the series is going to be entertaining. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I can't help but feel that way also, uh, especially if KD comes back as well, as much as I don't like him. But, I mean, I think that's just going to add a whole other thing, even though I don't know what his status is uh, health-wise. But that'll be something to watch uh, going forward. Yeah, but like we said, uh, and Evan kind of got to that, that preview part of this, um, we got Golden State, we got Portland. Uh, Justice, how you feel about it since Evan just gave his thoughts on that? Well, Golden State-Portland, I, I think, you know, you got to go with Golden State. Uh, Damian Lillard is, go- is going to play well against them because, I mean, they just match up well against Curry and Thompson, but at the same time, you got to be able to stop Clay Thompson in this case. You know, he's got a size advantage over uh, C.J. McCollum. But, you know, I think they're going to really just cancel each other out. So he, when you go to the three, I guess if you, if you count uh, Al Farouk Aminu or Mo Harkless at the four, I think the the advantage goes to uh, Golden State. So with, with, with Draymond Green and if they go with Iguodala. So, uh, and then I think actually Canner's going to have a, a impact in this series. I see Ian Canner getting around 15 points, 10 boards in every game because they're not going to have an answer for him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're just going to have to manufacture more play and I don't think you can get that production from Zach Collins, Evan Turner, who actually could have a solid impact in this series because Golden State just won't have any shot blockers. Kevon Looney, he's long, but he's not really a shot blocker per se. So yeah. I still think Golden State just has the advantage overall with Curry and Thompson. Um, but it, it should be an interesting series. I definitely think um, if, if – and Evan mentioned this, and we, I know we're going to talk more about the East. I do think that uh, for the first time in a while, the East, an Eastern Conference team without LeBron James will have a chance at winning the NBA title. And I, and I can't remember the last time that's happened. I don't know if it was the Pistons. Um, i got to go way back to remember an Eastern Conference team that went out without LeBron James and, and got a title. No question. And, you know, I honestly think crazy enough that um, Seth Curry is probably going to be kind of important for Portland just as far as getting another guard that can score outside of the main two, you know, hit some shots, do something. He didn't score any points against Denver uh, in the last game, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But next series, uh, just might as well just go ahead to um, the the uh, to the East for a second here with Milwaukee and Toronto, just going straight at it. How are we feeling about this? Uh, I think I'll start with Evan on this one. How are you feeling Greek Freak versus uh, Kawhi? And man, get your popcorn ready, baby. Ooh-wee. Hey, man, that is going to be a hell of a series. Do y'all hear me? I am so turned about this series. It is ridiculous. Kawhi versus Greek Freak? Kawhi versus Greek Freak. That's what we're going with? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, hang on, man. I am super down. Do y'all hear me? This, this, this series. And I, I down Milwaukee. I ain't gonna lie. I down Milwaukee a lot this year. Because oh, yeah. I I didn't I didn't think they had it. I didn't think they had it. So, and I was wrong. It's fine, whatever. I was wrong. I've been wrong before, it ain't gonna be the last time I'm wrong. 
That's true. That that team is good. Yeah, yeah. That team is good. But hey, here's what we got right here. I honestly think we're going to determine who's the best player in the NBA in this game, in this series. I mean, okay. me personally, I think it's going to end up being Toronto. Oh, really? I think it's going wow. to end up being Toronto. Here's why. Right now, I got the Greek freaking seed. I'm proving wrong, which I think I'm going to be proving wrong. I know that sounds crazy, but that's where I'm at right now. Okay, okay. I just think Milwaukee don't have as much firepower as Toronto. I don't. Yeah. I think if Toronto come firing on all cylinders, and you're going to have Kawhi who's going to be willing to step up and guard the Greek freak. You know, we're in a day and time where superstars don't like to don't like to go out of the superstars. Kawhi is not that type of guy. Greek Freak isn't that type of guy. I think what we're going to get is old school Easter Conference nose to nose balls to the wall wars. Y'all, y'all remember them old school? Uh, well, it's old school for us because we're young, but the not so old school New York Knicks and Miami Heat battles. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> And that might not be the fighting, you know. Jeff Van Gundy might not be getting dragged on the floor, but we're going to have that type of intensity. Exactly. You know, New York Knicks versus the Indiana Pacers. Reggie Miller telling Spike Lee they're choking. Like, exactly. I think that's what we're going to get to with this series. These guys will – and we know about Mark. We know Serge will swing on you, too. Yeah. yeah. We know that. So <laughs> he, he doesn't connect very often, but he likes to swing. Yeah, he'll swing wild. Yeah. Hey, he ain't gonna hit you, so you ain't even gotta move. But he will <laughs> swing. He will swing. Like if you get physical, he gonna swing. So I, I like that in itself. I love that. But I think the fans should be very excited about this series. Uh, I got Toronto in seven. I got them be Milwaukee on their home court in seven games. Uh, in in the final seven games. And I just think, man, that Kawhi is just going to renounce his, himself as the best player in the NBA again. Mm, wow. I'm going to say this. I firmly believe if – I forget the guy's name, but he was so freaking dirty. Uh, for oh, he's talking Pachulia. Zaza Pachulia. Zaza Pachulia. Yep. I truly believe if he didn't intentionally hurt Kawhi Leonard, I think Kawhi and the Spurs would have beat the Warriors that year. I firmly yep. believe that they started out like game buses on them. Yes, they did. They were about you, to beat them that first game. They were. You remember it was Kawhi that was going nuts, if I'm not mistaken. They couldn't hold him. Yeah, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything with him. And we haven't seen Kawhi at this stage since then. The last exactly. time we seen him at this stage, he was suffering a season in the injury. Yep. Hey, it's going to be showtime coming next week. I can't wait, bro. I cannot wait for that. I, you know, I feel like really with these series, just before we get to justice, it's going to come down to, of course, the stars, but I think the supporting cast, like you said. Because really, both teams, supporting cast, have struggled. Um, you know, supporting their guy. You know, even Toronto, Philly's bench for most of this series has been out playing Toronto's bench until this last game. Oh, uh, wait, Baca went off. 
but they're going to have to step up, I think, in this next series, but we'll see. Uh, but, Justice, how are you feeling about it? Well, like Milwaukee comes into this series with the advantage early only because of the fact they've been resting, and uh, they got a lot of strong production from some bench guys and from some supporting cast. And I, I look at it matchup for matchup. So you you got to decide who you want in this series at the point guard position. Are you going with Kyle Lowry or are you going with Eric Bledsoe? Uh, even the fact that they've got guys now who who can come off the bench like George Hill and Malcolm Brogdon, I like outside of the Kawhi versus Greek Freak matchup at the three, I like the Milwaukee backcourt. Uh, even when you look at Chris Milton and his ability to shoot the ball, if if you ask for a guy other than Kawhi Leonard on Toronto that you trust to make shots on the court, uh, who is that guy? I think when you look at uh, Milwaukee it's clear that it's Chris Middleton. He's that second guy. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I think Milwaukee has an advantage in that respect. And then also uh, Brooke Lopez, who's a former all-star, you know, going up against Mark Gasol. Gasol's won that matchup to me in the past, but it, who who slowed down more? Is it Mark or is it, is it uh, Lopez? You know, you got <laughs> Miritich who's going to stretch the floor versus yep. – uh, Abaka, you know, Richard is going to shoot threes. Abaka going to shoot more mid-range jumpers. Mm-hmm. So I like Milwaukee if they play their game and um, the the supporting class plays well. Now, if those guys struggle, then I like Toronto simply because uh, when you're talking about making shot for shot, who can hit those Kobe-like, Jordan-like shots when it matters most is Kawhi Leonard. He's the guy who just put out uh, the Philadelphia 76ers in game seven on one of the biggest buzzer beater shots we've seen in, the, in a uh, conference semifinal matchup. So, exactly. Uh, it's going to be a crazy series. That's all I can say. Uh, I like the Greek freak in Milwaukee to come out of this, uh, and I'm going to say that ideally they could get this in six, uh, but it's going to be tough to win on Toronto's home floor to close out the game, close out the series. But I like Milwaukee in this series. Yeah, man, I, I think I kind of – I don't know which way I want to lean on this because I'm interested to see how uh, Pascal Siaka, you know, if he can kind of come back to being that guy we were seeing at one point, uh, could be hey, almost. Hey, hey, Josh, can I say something? Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, and, and, and Siakam is a, is, a, is a really good player. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those easy buckets that you get in the regular season, that, that shit go away in playoffs. Yes, you're right. Siakam is going to uh, elevate himself. Well, he, which he, he has signs, okay? Mm-hmm. If he's going to elevate himself to a all-star caliber player, uh, he's going to have to show up in these Eastern Finals. He's going to have exactly. to show up in these Eastern Finals. If, if Siakam, and that's why I said, I think Toronto has the talent. I think the ta- all the talent is on their side. Yeah, I agree. Siakam, if Siakam comes out and play the way he can, and shout out to Justin because he was the one putting us on. Yeah, he did. He was first. He, yeah. I didn't even know who the hell he was talking about. He had an episode where he was just naming all the foreigners. I'm like, did we miss a, a, a Greek or Spanish class or something? Like, <laughs> what the hell going on? Yeah, he, he was throwing the, the Herman Gomez and the, the Miritich and the Jokic. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. If he plays to his ability, Justice, your boy might be the one messing up your prediction. 
I almost forget about Pascal. Uh, and, I mean, of course, he had that injury in that series. But you're right, Evan. I mean, in the last two games before that, he had 25 and 21 points. And he's averaging 21.7 rebounds, shooting 50% from the field in the series or in the playoffs. And uh, so, yeah, I almost forget he is that second guy for Toronto. They're going to really need him to come out. I think he had 11 points, 11 boards in this game. He does have the talent. He has the talent to be that guy. Uh, and to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him guarding Greek Freak a lot. At 6'9", athletic yeah. like he is, um, he's going to get a chance to check him. So I know they're going to put Kawhi on him a, a bit as well. And they probably got two of the better individual defenders in the game that you can put on the Greek Freak. So, I agree. You bring, up, you bring up a good point, man. You, you put some doubt in me because Siakam was my guy uh, coming into the to playoffs. Uh, and, and, I mean, he's proven that he's he's taking that next step. It's going to be a crazy series. It's really hard to predict. I know I'm going with the Bucks, but, but man, I almost wish I could go with both. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 can't, I can't blame you for that. Um, I'm curious what Mark's going to do, Mark Gasol. You know, he's kind of taking a, a major backseat offensively. You know, he's kind of doing some other things, passing the ball, rebounding, uh, which here in Memphis, you kind of surprised to see him with 11 rebounds. Uh, like he had this past game uh, tonight. Uh, well, he, he's rebounded the ball better this year. I think this this has been a career year from him on the rebounding side. Yeah, uh, but but we know what he's gonna do when he gets switched on uh, Greek Freak. He just gonna stand there because Greek exactly. Freak gonna go by him. If they're in the paint together, he's gonna go up on him and Mars just gonna stand there. He's not gonna leave the floor nope. uh, at this stage in his career. He's just not going to jump. So yeah, but we'll we'll see, man. It's all I know is it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be turned, and I can't wait. To see it all play out, I think the first. Who game, you got in the two, finals, Josh? Who you got in the finals? We we made our predictions. Who you got? <laughs> Man, I'm gonna try to get away. All right, all right. Here, here it is. I got I got Golden State, and I want to say Greek Freak, but I'm gonna go Toronto. I got Golden State, Toronto in the finals, and I'm gonna go with the upset. I'll have Toronto upsetting Golden State in the NBA finals. Uh, so that's that's what I got. That's what I got. Now, what do y'all, now tell me what y'all think about the finals, too. Let's throw that out there right now. Who would win? Like, let's just go all the way with it. Unless you, unless you just want to wait on it. But we can go ahead and give our finals prediction now if you want. Let, let, let's wait on it because we don't know who's going to be in the finals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, we, we, we think Golden State's going to be there, but that, that Toronto-Milwaukee uh, series is, is, is really a toss-up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But we'll do that after this series is over. But, uh, yeah, man, that's basically going to do it for this edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. Man, I cannot wait for the conference finals to start, which I believe, like I said, is going to be this coming Tuesday. Y'all stay tuned for that. Also, I know a lot of y'all follow us for basketball recruiting, uh, specifically Memphis Tigers as well. A lot of stuff coming out later this week uh, for that as far as the recruits and the final decisions that will be made. And when that's done, we're definitely going to hit y'all uh, with another podcast. So y'all keep on the lookout as well. And Justice, tell them where they can keep a lookout for uh, all things deliberation. They can follow us on Twitter at Deliberation SP1, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram at Deliberation Sports Podcast. We also have a Facebook group, Deliberation Sports Community. Uh, and to subscribe, you can do so via Anchor, uh, Google uh, Podcast, Apple, uh, Spotify, Podbean, Pocket Caster, wherever you can find a podcast, it's likely 
uh, the Liberation Sports is going to be on that platform. Um, you know, we're really picking up steam here. And uh, as Josh alluded to, it's going to be the big-time recruiting news coming down. And we're going to recap not only Mr. Tigers, we'll recap uh, the top 25 in the 2019 class and just talk about mm-hmm. the impact that those guys are going to have. It's, it's a really strong class, at least at the top. There's a yep. headliner like Cole Anthony, uh, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, who's headed to Georgia, uh, Cassius Stanley, who's going to Duke, and, and uh, you know, and so there, there's a lot of big-time prospects coming out. But uh, definitely, if you want to hear the latest, uh, follow us at the Liberation Sports Podcast. That's it. That's it, man. So we appreciate y'all for checking us out. As always, of course, I am Josh Mitchell, along with the Deliberation Sports crew, Evan DeVold and Justice Bolden. And we will see you guys next time. Now, Aaron, you see your boy trying to send the inbox now? <laughs> now he wants to take it offline. Oh, man, he's a dove in the DMs. Aaron, did we lose you? Oh, man, he might have hung up. Unless he responded. I don't know. The boy said, uh, what he said, like I said, I'm going to see if I can add you in there. <laughs> Let me see. Now, which DM? Are you talking about deliberation or yours? Uh, no, it's Isaac, Evan, Josh, Justice, all four of them. I just added you in there. Oh, okay, okay. Like I said, there's a, he said, like I said, there's a politics. You know, Penny is a, you know, Alo is Penny's boy. Oh man, look. Yeah. I ain't got I ain't got time for these folks. Yeah, Evan just said, I'm gonna tell you, man, I coached uh team there. He said, you know, basically that the they they gonna play. <laughs> oh man. Well, all right, man. Well, I guess we gonna get this John up there. By the All morning, right, like I said, man. Uh, out if anytime there's a long pause between uh one of our questions, I always go back and take that out. Okay. Uh, and then I add in, I find a natural break to add in to just to move the commercial from the top of it. So uh, once you add in the intro music, I'll go back in there and uh, do that, and we can drop it. Cool, cool. I appreciate it, Doc. All right, and then, and then Wednesday we'll talk about uh, this class. We'll bring on. Cool. Yes, sir. Get down on uh on them white folk views. We <laughs> got to, we got to. Shit, that, they need to, man. We gonna ask them to create us a create us a cover. Shit. Yeah, hey, I like it. They they're good at that art stuff, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, Doc. All right, that'll work. Cool.